Welcome back to the Sales Development Podcast, powered by 10Bound, hosted by David Delaney. I'm James Bodden, here to introduce episode 194, featuring Daniil Kretz, Global Sales Development Manager at Esper. David and Daniil kick off this episode talking about how Daniil got started in sales development and then got into sales development leadership, one of those roles that honestly, even in today's world, isn't all that common, that role of sales development manager. The episode rolls along and David and Danil talk about how his background in project management helps Danil in his sales development management role and how it helped him as a sales development rep as well. At the 15 minute mark, David asked Danil how SDR leaders who maybe aren't feeling all that supported can gain support inside of their company. Again, this role of sales development manager is new. Lots of executive leadership teams don't know how to handle and support those types of roles. Danil gives a great answer on this one. They go on to discuss how this last year and the pandemic has affected Danil's ability to connect with his team and network. Danil gives a really great answer with some advice on ways that he's made it through this past year and change. David goes on to ask Danil how he keeps his finger on the pulse of how his team is feeling when everybody is remote. Now this has got to be a hot topic for 90% of the audience at this point, managing remote sales development teams and keeping them motivated and knowing when to provide leadership and support. Danil gives a fantastic answer here, culminating just a value-packed episode. If you're an SDR wanting to get into leadership roles, you gotta listen to this episode. If you're an SDR manager now struggling, you gotta listen to this episode. And if you enjoy this episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Head over to 10bound.com. For now, here is episode 194 of the Sales Development Podcast featuring Daniil Kretz, Global Sales Development Manager at Esper. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am super excited to talk with our next guest. This is somebody who has been 10-bound alumni, always a big supporter, and I learn a ton you know, every time, you know, I see something posted or shared by this individual. So this is going to be really exciting. I got Daniil Kretz, Global Sales Development Manager at Asper. Daniil, how are you doing today? Doing really well. Super excited to talk to you today, David. I'm a big fan of yours and 10 Bound and have been following you for quite a bit. It's really honored to be here and excited to chat with you. I'm absolutely excited to dive in. So you're running a sales development team, and this is you know, a challenge that many of our listeners are diving into every day. How did you get involved in sales development? And then how did you come to run the team over at Asper? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a recent immigrant. I was born in Eastern Europe and spent most of my life over there and immigrated to the United States almost six years ago. And my experience in Europe involved a lot of different areas. And the two primary areas that I've been really focused on was project management and business development. So I've done some channel sales development, business development, key account management over in Europe for the org where I kind of grew up and started my career journey. 
And when I came here and I came to Seattle directly because I have some friends and family around here, I, for the first time in my life, I guess, I really thought about like, what do I really want to do? Like what's next for me? And I went the business development route and my first role here and in the United States was for a marketing company. And we were in university college space, basically delivering leads to schools and universities and helping them to acquire new students. So that was a big change for me just because I had to start from scratch. I had a director title back in Europe. I used to run big distributed teams up to 20 people in different countries with different cultures. So that was a big change. And starting from scratch made me, you know, realize a lot of things and rethink a lot of the things that I thought I knew. And it was really just a great experience. So I highly recommend moving to to a different country to test yourself. So as I mentioned, I started as a BDR there and I spent a year just dialing away. I had a desk phone, really no sequences and just a Salesforce instance with not a ton of accounts. So I used to do like all the research manually doing 50, 60 dials. And that was back in 2016. So learn how to do that here in the US from scratch. And then I was promoted into a full cycle role there and spent another year at the company But then I realized that my role back in Europe was super, super technical. It was payment processing data, and I kind of missed that technical component. And I found myself in SaaS and joined my first startup here in Seattle area called Skilljar. Spent 14 months there as an SDR, and then moved to a different company called Aduro as a team lead. Got promoted to an SDR manager over there and was building out the enterprise sales development function for that org. And then most recently, six months ago, I found myself at Asper and in a global role supporting the team over in Bangalore, India, and building and growing the team here in the US. And we're focusing on Android DevOps. So reaching out to personas in IT, engineering, product, really diverse group of companies and industries. So it's been an exciting journey for me so far. And I think to answer your question, sales development was really interesting because I really like challenging myself. And one of the first things that I noticed when I moved was I obviously had accent, the English language that I learned personally in, in Europe and a lot of the folks there is not really the like an average American you know, speech that is used on a daily basis here. So I thought to myself, like, what is the best way to do this as soon as possible? Because I have no time to waste. And I mean, cold calling teaches you a lot in general, but it's an amazing way to learn the language even better. And I think that helped a lot. So I kind of threw myself into the fire and here I am. And I think the reason I really enjoy sales development is It really is interesting to me because I like getting the message across. I really like getting excited about the product, find the people that don't necessarily know anything about it and figure out a way to get that message across, figure out the channel, the messaging, the medium. I think it's a big challenge and it's a growing challenge for a lot of SaaS companies. And that is the experience that much needed. And there's no shortage of SDR manager roles out there. Companies are looking for help. So I think it's a great career. Oh, yeah. I mean, you touched on so many different things. One thing that's interesting is your project management background, because 
I look at a lot of sales development, it kind of boils down to effective project management, right? Because you're aligning, you know, the marketing department, you've got your team, you've got campaigns that you're running. So did you find that that was a useful skill that you brought to the table? Absolutely, David, big time. I'm super process oriented as an individual. And I think my project management background really helped. And one of the first things I did when I moved, I applied for the project management certification and got a PMP certification, which was a lot of work, but it really paid off. And I talked to a lot of SDR leaders on a daily basis. I network a lot. And I think for a lot of them, the biggest challenge is just building the processes and simply using the tool stack that they have in the best way possible. One of the things I did when I was an IC back at ScaleJar, I really dove into all of the systems that we had in place and really tried to kind of wear my sales ops hat and figure out how can I use these tools so they can benefit me the most, right? Because we both know what ends up happening, and this is a big issue with SDR roles, is SDRs spend too much time doing admin work, right? They scrape the lists, they clean up tasks, they do things for SDR managers, like one-off tasks that they need to complete, lots of issues with reporting. So I think what I'm finding in conversations and when I see what folks are struggling is, for the most part, it really is the process. So one of the things that I've done when I joined Esper is I really identified how can I make an impact immediately and focusing on the inbound funnel and just optimizing how we do the outreach, making sure we have SLAs, we use the sequences and everything is super structured and measurable. I was able to immediately make an impact. And I think that process is huge in sales development. That's such a good point. And so you came in and looked at it from a project management perspective almost. So what would be, there's so many different, you know, hats that you have to wear as a manager, right? There's the people, there's the processes, there's the tech stack. Where did you start to look at it with your, you know, that project management mentality? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as an SDR manager, there are so many things you can focus on, right? I think yeah. prioritization is important in the first place. But from what I mentioned, going back to that point that when you join a company as a new SDR manager, you want to make an impact as soon as possible, right? So in my case, it was identifying the low-hanging fruit, which was optimizing the inbound funnel. I joined and I analyzed how do we do the outreach to all of the inbound leads that we're getting, right? And I noticed that we're dialing out of Salesforce. We're not really leveraging outreach. Those systems are not necessarily connected really well and the data is not syncing, right? So the measurement is off. Another thing I noticed immediately, there is no KPIs, right? And as much as we like to say that we need to focus on quality rather than quantity, I think there is a stage within the sales development organization and when you're building where it's important to identify the KPIs and the baseline metrics to really gather the data and identify like what does it really take to book an inbound meeting or what does it really take to book an outbound. So these were some initial observations that I made. And what I've done was, I mean, to be honest, like pretty basic stuff that gets overlooked, right? So 
I fixed the sync between outreach and Salesforce. I created the dashboards, introduced the KPIs to the team on how many calls, activities they need to be making. I introduced the round robin to make sure that we're distributing the pipeline equally to each individual AE and really created the sequences and explained, I think, another big thing in terms of the process that always gets overlooked is explaining why we're doing this this way, why we're making the change to the SDRs. A big disconnect for me, which is the reason I like to dive into the why myself was because I think we run so fast at startups that SDRs often don't really understand why we're, we're going after these accounts, right? Like why we are doing things the certain way. And it's important to get their buy-in, especially considering what kind of people do we hire right now, right? And how does the current generation operate? So these are some initial observations that I made. And I made a big focus on explaining why we're making these changes, introduced them gradually, made sure that we're all on the same page as a team, And we've been doing a lot of change management as a team past six months. And I think those efforts paid off. Big time. It's a lot to ask for a sales development manager, you know, an SDR manager, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you've got the operational skills to be able to use all these different systems and tools and make those connections. But then you also have to have sort of the soft skills of working with people, getting motivation, getting buy-in. And then also the messaging, right? Because you've got to become almost like an expert in the people that you're calling on and being able to talk to them. So how do you blend all those things? And or do you lean on other people within the organization that have the skills to make up for, you know, the ones that you don't have? That is a great question, David. I think one of the first things that come to mind is at a startup, you rarely get enough support as an SDR manager, right? Like when you think about it, there is rarely a sales operations person that is already at the company when you join as an SDR manager, right? So I think my perspective is I like to be able to do at least the basic things myself. And sometimes where my sales ops had built basic dashboards in Salesforce, really know the ins and outs of a sales engagement platform and how the funnel works to set my team up for success. Because SDR managers don't get enough time to build an outbound muscle, right? We rarely get product marketing support. We rarely get sales operations support on time. So I think it's important to take ownership as an SDR manager and really be able to do certain things yourself to set your team up for success. Because I always look at it as it's my responsibility to make sure that the team is successful. And a big part of it is process and my knowledge and my skills. And sometimes when we don't get support as an organization for the lack of budget or for whatever reason, you got to step in and do it. Yeah. And you mentioned something that's really interesting in that it's hard to find good SDR managers, you know, and it's supply and demand. There's very few people out there that can actually do this job successfully. And if someone's listening to this and they're feeling like not supported and they're not getting, you know, the structure or any of the stuff that they need to be able to do the job, how do you deal with that? It's almost like a misunderstanding of what you do because it's such a new position. And, you know, not that people are going to 
pat you on the back all day, but I mean, a lot of people don't understand what it is a good SDR manager is doing. So how do you almost like educate, you know, internally? That is a big, big, big question. (laughs) I think in a lot of cases, and that's another big issue that I'm seeing across the board when I communicate with other SDR managers, right? Like I think for an SDR manager, internal communications and getting the message across and getting everyone's buy-in is a big deal, right? Because you're sandwiched between marketing and revenue operations and sales folks, right? So you have a lot of clients internally, you got to make everyone's happy. But finding the right balance is very difficult because you run in so many different directions, as you mentioned, right? You got to be a team manager, you got to be a sales operations. Sometimes you have to be therapist for your team, right? So wearing lots of hats, but I think what helps me to focus on the right things and really disconnect from, not necessarily disconnect, but not get frustrated because I'm focusing on excellence is to focus on the progress, right? I think making progress, documenting the progress, communicating the progress to the team, to the executives, to the marketing team is really, really important. And it's a really great way to continue working towards excellent results while making some small steps that really should be celebrated. Back to your point about how do you balance wearing all of those hats that we talked about, right? I think one of the things I also did to get the buy-in from my team and to some extent to make an impression on the executive level when I joined was I was wearing my IC hat as well. And I just stepped in and booked some meetings and figured out some messaging and what sticks myself. And what that does is it helps me to establish myself as a leader on the team, especially because I inherited a team of four people when I joined, right? But it also helped me to show the executive team that this is what is possible. This is what I can do. And this is what I'm teaching my team. I love that. That is such great advice. So leading from the front at the beginning and you know, being able to demonstrate progress on a continuous basis and really focusing on that, a great advice. One thing that you mentioned is you know, looking at the process when you started to unpack that you noticed that they were spending a lot of time on admin. And in just in general, that's what we hear a lot from the sales development world that scraping lists, pulling, you know, getting data, prioritizing it, it ends up taking up a lot of their time. So I'm just curious, how did you tackle that? Or how do you tackle that issue with your team? Absolutely. I think going back to my point about explaining the why behind certain tasks, I think obviously, first of all, you need to eliminate all the admin work and try to be a shield for your team, right? So if marketing is pushing for certain reports, like how can we automate these things to free up the SDRs, right? And same goes for for any admin tasks that are communicated from the top down. That's what I always focus on. And every time we make a change, right? Like as a team, we're changing the comp structure a lot. We're changing the way we track meetings and opportunities and conversion a lot. So I always ask a question, how do we make sure that we avoid any changes in the process for the SDRs? Or how do we make sure they're not participating in the process? Because at the end of the day, the reason we have Salesforce and like sales engagement systems, CRMs and other tools is to automate things. But for some reason, 
we're not thinking through all the processes through as much as possible, and they end up falling in the plate of the SDRs to execute on. So I think explaining SDRs why we need certain things done and why they are important and what they do for the business and why they're important for them, or sometimes to establish the team's brand internally is really important. Being a shield for your team always, right? Because there's a lot of initiatives, a lot of projects, especially when you're building in a startup, right? Marketing is trying a lot of campaigns. RevOps is making a lot of changes. Salespeople want you to pivot in the different direction because things might not be working for them. Right. So I'm trying to prioritize my team as best as I can in any internal meeting and advocate for them. I love that. And, you know, you mentioned something about being a therapist as well. Like, <laughs> so this has got to be a tough job, but you've been great about networking with other peers and other leaders in the sales development world. So do you ever feel like you're alone, really? Because you're the only, I'm assuming you're the only SDR manager at the company, maybe there's others, but you've also built this network to be able to support and, you know, help you with those challenges that you're having. So how do you think about, you know, networking in this space? Yeah, absolutely. I think networking is super important. To be honest, it's not a thing in Europe. And this is something that that is the skill that I had to learn, right? And I think in the US, networking is super, super important. And I started doing that Two years ago, consistently, I tried to meet with an SDR or an SDR leader or a revenue leader at least once a week, meet someone new, talk to them, um, ask some questions and really network and, and help others. That made a big impact on my career in general. But to your point, and I think we talked about it recently as well, like a big value in terms of networking for SDR leaders is that there are people that have done this before, right? In this segment, in this industry, with this team size, with this series AB funding, right? And I think in a lot of cases, you're experimenting so much and you're doing like you're building a category, right? You're trying to relay the message that you don't know it's going to be fully accepted or understood by a certain audience of people that are professional, right? That like that stuff, that's a big deal. So I think the biggest value in networking for the SDR leaders is finding a person that has done this before in some way, shape or form, right? I think in a lot of cases, SDR managers make a lot of decisions on a daily basis on like what to do next. Is this a good result or not? Do we continue hiring? Like they have to analyze a lot of data and make a lot of decisions on the fly. And I think in a lot of cases, simply having someone to communicate with and run your ideas by someone, even if it's one person, doesn't have to be a lot of people. It really makes a huge difference, right? Because you're spot on, right? Like as an SDR manager, like you are often alone and you're often tasked with figuring out, okay, my team is not really happy about this. Like, how do I communicate that to my executive team really well, right? Or I'm getting the feedback about this campaign and it's not really positive. Like, how do I figure it out? Like, how do I gather the data the right way to make sure it really is a negative feedback before I communicate that to others, right? So a lot of things, and I feel like it really helps to communicate to other SDR leaders, which is what I've been doing a lot in the past two years. And it made 
huge difference in my career and my growth. Oh, that is awesome. And what about, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, has it made it more difficult to not only run the team, but to be able to network in the community and meet people? Or, you know, is it sort of a plus and minus in that you probably, you know, can do everything remotely now, but, you know, has that made it more difficult or less difficult? What are your thoughts there? Yeah. So in terms of networking, I think it made it less difficult. I think everyone was focused on meeting in person, right? Even two years ago. And now we're doing everything online and it's totally fine. And it accelerates things, right? Like I can do a bunch of Zoom meetings a week and meet like three, four people very easily instead of meeting them in person. So I think COVID and like the digital transformation that is happening only accelerated networking, which is an amazing thing. I've been enjoying that change a lot and it made a huge difference. In terms of running the team, I'm kind of treating that on a case-by-case basis. I feel like in some cases for some companies, it made a difference and it made things easier. And for some, it has not. It really depends on so many factors. I think a big one is hiring, right? Are you hiring only locally or remotely? Is that kind of the decision that you can influence as an SDR manager or not? And running a team remotely, I think it is difficult and it's becoming more difficult, especially if you have a really complex technical product, right? Because a lot of the value that being on the floor brings is it accelerates the learning, right? Everyone is overhearing the conversations. So you can do a quick huddle with the team to relay the message instead of like finding time on your schedule and gathering everyone. Like, I mean, simply like calling a meeting in 15 minutes, I think it's more difficult remotely than it is when you're on the sales floor. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. And also, you know, starting out, you know, in your career where you don't have a lot of experience, which is a lot of SDRs, you used to get a lot of that experience in the office environment, just being next to your friends and stuff like that, where that's even more difficult now in the, you know, remote setting. 100%. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, this is just sort of, you know, motivational aspect of it. How do you keep the finger on the pulse of how people are feeling out there when they're stuck at home and they're not able to come to the office? That is a great question. I don't think anyone has a silver bullet and I don't have like the answer that will help like every SDR manager out there. But I always try to start every meeting with that, right? And just simply ask, how are you feeling today? How is it going? Like, how has this week been for you? And whenever I see some changes in behavior, right? Whenever I sense any type of frustration, I like to be a resource and hear them out and figure out what's going on and how can I help? I think something I heard recently is that where I read a book and there was something about stepping out of the manager land, right? And I think that is a big issue for an SDR manager because you communicate with so many teams internally, right? You always have a lot on your plate and a lot of things you can fix and focus on. You oftentimes just overlook having simple conversations with your team and asking them simple questions. And it can be as simple as, how have you been this week? How are you doing? How's your family, right? I feel like it's especially important because 
for me, I have like a part of my team is over in India, right? And we all know what's been happening with the COVID, right? Like it's been absolutely crazy. Some of the folks have been to hospital. I've seen some family losses as well. So I always try to be mindful of that and always ask about the family. How are they feeling? Like what's going on with them? How can I help and be a resource? How can we support them as a company? And like, how can I support them as an individual? That's great. That's awesome, dude. So, you know, what's next for you? Where do you take this from here? A lot of SDR managers are thinking, do I, you know, stay in, you know, sales development management for the foreseeable future? Do I get into marketing? Do I get into sales? Where do you see this going for your own development? Honestly, I'm focusing on SDR management right now for the time being, because I think it's the function that is evolving really fast. Changes happen on a daily basis that there's no shortage of challenges and situations you can learn from. And I feel like there is never enough experience in sales development. So I'm sticking to the role for the time being, not looking to make any change. I think I have a lot to learn. And that's what I'm focusing on. Reading your book right now, by the way, David. Oh, thank you. Yes, I would highly recommend that to everyone listening if you're interested in this. Yep. Yeah, thank likewise. You. That's great. Well, I've got two pages of notes here. So much great advice. Daniil, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And we got to do it again soon. I appreciate the opportunity, David. Thank you so much for having me. Really a pleasure. Absolutely. And before you go, if they want to communicate with you, connect with you, what's the best way to do that? LinkedIn is the best way. I'm super active on there. I try to respond to all the messages and allow networking. So I'm happy to connect with all the folks that would like to. Outstanding. Well, Daniil, thank you again. And thanks for everyone for coming on the Sales Development Podcast. Thanks, David. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast. The only audio forum, 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.